Giant Voice. The official podcast of the United States Navy's largest overseas installation, Commander Fleet Activities, Yokosuka. All the information you need to succeed as a forward deployed sailor in Japan. Each week, we tackle one topic and speak to experts who can answer some of your most frequently asked questions. This is the Giant Voice Podcast. to the giant voice i'm your host today uh, i'm garrett um today we're going to be talking to joe and ryan who are both uh, members of the uh, tuesday night DD. joe vincent is actually running the DD campaign over there and um he's one of the mwr workers and we're really happy to have them here today so without further ado here's ryan and joe yeah, tell me a little bit about what you're, what, what's going on at MWR, yeah. and who you are, and um, you know what the overall goal is with uh, what you guys are doing on Tuesday nights. All right. Um, so we're running a D and D campaign. Um, it's at uh, Single Sailor Liberty Center. Um, we've been running it for about five years now. Uh, we had a four-year campaign that we ended well, about a year ago, okay. and we've been running some other stuff, uh, a module lately. Um, so what's a module? So a module is uh, they have these professionally made uh, adventures that Wizards of the Coast makes, and that's a module. Okay. Um, whereas when I run stuff, I normally just do homebrew. Okay. It's all my own story and my own everything. Everything's custom. Okay. And so t- tell me who you are real quick. Uh, I'm Joe Vincent. I've been working at Liberty Center for over eight years now. Uh, I'm prior enlisted. Uh, I'm originally from Kansas City and Seattle. Okay. So what brought you over here? Are you stationed over here? And I was stationed here in my last three years in the Navy, and then I stayed here. got out in uh, 2011. Okay. I stayed here, yeah. What kept you here? Um, family. Family. Okay. Yeah. You, you married into it? Yeah. Yeah. It happens a lot, but you know what? That, that's that's how we get where we are. Yep. So, um, yeah, go ahead and tell me a little bit about you. You told me a little bit earlier, so go ahead and let's, let's, let's hear it again. Um... Uh, like I said earlier, I'm Ryan Dowerpole. I'm from Oklahoma. Uh, I work on the CVN 76. I've been here for about three years now. Uh, I actually started when they were running that four-year campaign, which I absolutely loved when we were playing it. And I still love the campaigns that we're running today because all his homebrew stuff is really great. Um, I have to say the module is also good, uh, but... If I have to pick, I'd definitely pick his homebrew any day. Okay. So, how long have you been playing? I've been playing since the 80s. Okay. What got you into it? Uh, I, I think, I don't know if they knew all about it, but my parents bought me that initial box set that, you know, uh, with the four sure. uh, characters in it. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, played a lot more second edition 
and a little third, a little fourth. I've played everything. Okay. Um, I've also played a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, yeah. Rifts. I did a little bit of that. that kind of stuff, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I remember, well, the thing is my parents, were they bought me, uh, instead of buying me D&D, they bought me Dungeon Master, let me read the book, and scared okay. me out of doing it for a long time. Yeah. Um, wasn't until college that I was reintroduced to it. So, how, what about you? What brought you into it? I started playing uh, shortly after I moved out of my parents' house in 2018. Okay. Uh, I've been playing ever since. What was your first thoughts on it? Or had you heard about it before you moved out? Uh, yes, I had, but I didn't have a chance to really play it with anybody. Okay. Uh, there weren't a whole lot of people who would play it, and even then, when there were people playing it, they already had their groups, and they didn't have room for another person. Right. That's another thing, is how prevalent it is nowadays. Mm-hmm. It used to be super taboo. Yeah, no, nobody wanted to be associated yeah. with it, yeah. Um, and that's that's the funny thing, because uh, I was in college when I was, well, I was introduced to it from, uh, you know, I knew what it was when I was really young. Mm-hmm. And I did have a friend, um, I was into music, he was a bass player, and we tried to, to do some stuff at one point, but uh, it didn't work out. But there was one time he was like, well, I can't come over today because I'm playing D&D. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but you play that like every other day. And he's like, it's just, it was just he and his friend. Yeah. And um, they just didn't, they couldn't get a campaign going. They, they just, they had their own thing and they did that. Um, and like you said, it was kind of taboo. And then I got to college and um, I was a comic book guy. And a lot of the guys that were comic book guys when I was in college were into D&D as well. Mm. Um, and and Ma- Vampire, that was the, that was the only, that's the only game I've played is Vampire. And that was just because okay. they needed an extra guy. Yeah. So, um I was able to make a character for that, but um, I never did get to uh, to. I had I made a character for the campaign that they had at my college, but I never I never got to play it. So, mm. um, so tell me, yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me why you like it. Tell me what it is uh, about D and D that just you know makes you want to run a campaign. I don't know. It used to be um, as a player. I mean, kind of growing your character and. A lot of our stuff was uh, hack and slash. We didn't do a whole lot of RP, you know, role playing. Mm-hmm. Um, the voices thing is definitely something I kind of stare away from normally. Um, voices, tell me, what is that? Like making, vo- like having a, a voice for, for a character. character. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, some people are super into it. Sure. And what is it? Critical role. Yeah. They're all voice actors. Yeah. And so they made that really popular. I think uh, this, uh, the one on Amazon right now. Uh, oh, the Vox Machina. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. So I remember and I remember seeing Harmon Quest, too. Yeah, I haven't actually watched their YouTube stuff, but I've watched Vox Machina. Okay. That's pretty good. So people, people really get into it, huh? Yeah. 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 So... Some people dress up for it. That's... Really? Here yeah. at the top. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know about here, but... Definitely, some people dress up for it though. Okay, even just to sit around the table with with your buddies and yeah. Hey, well, whatever whatever works for you. Absolutely. Um, what about you? So the reason why I really like D and D is, uh, like he mentioned, I like to watch my character grow. I like to uh, see the other players' characters grow. I like to think about what could happen next what's going on in the story. It's just a great big adventure that's all in the theater of the mind that's really great to me. 
Okay. So what what character are you running with right now? Um, in our module, I'm running. It's a dark elf. Um, it's ranger, rogue, okay. and eventually I'll pick up fighter. Okay. What about you? I am running a uh, serpent blood uh, rogue. What is that? So uh, serpent blood is the. Uh, well, it's a Yon T. Yeah, right? the player version of the Yon T. Okay. Uh, it's like Snake People. Snake People, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've gone, I've flipped through the book, like the artwork. So, I right. mean, I, you start to learn a little bit. But, yeah, I, I mean, for those who don't know what it is, I'm, I'm glad you guys are kind of, um, you know, fleshing it out. Fleshing yeah. it out for me. So, so, so yeah, keep going. Keep going. I want to hear, hear it. Uh, he's a Soul Knife Rogue. Yeah which basically he's able to create a magical weapon mentally. Okay. Interesting. I'm trying to I'm trying to picture that in my head. Um so, you, so it's kind of like a like a Psylocke type character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like something like that. All right. Yeah, it's a funny the uh, when I was in college, I didn't like I said I didn't get to play, but I helped uh, some of the guys running campaigns write their stories. So, okay. um, you know, I had to read through the books a little bit. It, it, you know, helping with writing and stuff. So, yeah. Um, interesting. Um, that is another reason I'm into it is the storytelling. That's sure. why I like running the games. Yeah. Well, just playing the games. Yeah. So, what did you do while you're in? Uh, I was an SK. Okay. What is that? Storekeeper. Okay. They merged with PCs and other LSs. Okay. So, so in as while you were while you were doing that. Were you always running with these stories in your head? Um, I've kind of been a storyteller probably most of my sure. life. Um, haven't really run the game until I started here at uh, MWR. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. No, no, I know what you mean. I mean, I went to, I went to school to do that. So, I mean, I've, I've got a couple things out on my own. But, um, yeah, no, I get it. you got a world in your head, you want to get it out. So. Yeah. What about you? Are you thinking about any aspirations of uh, running your own campaign? Or you just I like actually playing? already am. Oh, are you really? Okay. Yeah, I'm running a campaign uh, back in the States for my family. Really? Yeah. Did you? Were they already into it, or did they... Uh... Uh, actually, no. They didn't start wanting to play until this last year. That's kind of cool, man. I guess hearing me talk about it so much to kind of intrigued them. I got my parents to join. I got my little brothers to join. That's cool. You know what? There's a. I heard a guy say one time, uh, "Family, the games together stays together." So, interesting. Um, I don't. I don't foresee. Well, you know what? Take that back. My oldest is starting to take an interest in it. So, uh, he he's got a character. He's been. He's he's always working on a new character. I'll put it that way. Okay. Uh, but he's got some friends that um, are kind of steering him into being interested. And if I can get him out of Pokemon, I think we'll be on the right track. But. Um, yeah, no, I mean, what what have you seen as a uh, like a benefit for sailors who are who are wanting to get started in this? Because obviously, you didn't you didn't have any prior uh, experience before you uh, started doing it here, right? Uh, I actually started about a year before coming here. Okay, but but it was with the Navy that you started. No, I started with. Uh, so right after I moved out of my parents' house, mm -hmm. I lived with some friends, and I started playing with them. Okay. So, but then, you know, you got carried over to while you were here. Did yeah. How, how, what kind of benefits have you seen from sailors who have gotten involved? Some, you know, whether they've been doing it a long time or they've been just, they just picked it up. 
Um, I mean, it's a good leisure activity. Sure. Um, it's a good way to sort of unwind from from the week. Okay. Uh, good. Life. He he uses it for stress. A lot of people use it for stress. I actually had a guy um, play for a while, uh, and he was using it for. He had an alcohol issue, and he was using it to get away from that. Hey. So. Yeah. That's it's that's a good. I mean, something you know, to take up. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and that's that's the thing too is. Um, by finding that community, finding the community you're part of, you know, and mm-hmm. they can kind of hold you accountable. I'm sure there were situations where he might have felt like he needed a lapse, and you guys kind of said, "Hey, come to, come, 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 play with us instead." Yeah, that's good. You know, what about you? Like, what kind of benefits have you seen since you started? Uh, I've seen it help sailors, definitely emotionally, okay. as well as uh, with my friend who used to play with us. Uh, on the weekdays outside of D&D, he would like to go drink. Mm-hmm. And he would show up for D&D every Tuesday. That was one of the main things that he was constant with outside of going to work. Interesting. Well, it's also yeah. a community thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's camaraderie and friendship and building new relations and all that stuff. Well, and it, it's, is, it, is it interesting to you to see the kind of people that show up? Um, I mean, because uh, a lot of times there's people that play that you didn't didn't know had a background in it. Um, well, most of the people who show up I, I've never met before. Sure. Um, sure. But yeah, it, there's it's all all kinds all kinds of folks. So anybody can do all it. walks of life. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What what kind of requirements do you guys have uh, in order to to start? Because I know you know you probably have some sort of code of conduct and ethics in order for anybody to want to join. Um, just treat each other right. Okay. Yeah. What kind of, uh, have you, have you guys made like lasting friendships and relationships out of this? Uh, definitely. This? Okay. Yes, definitely. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we had a, a chief who was playing before, um, Jeremy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, we had a couple of chiefs play and, and I still keep in contact with them over Discord. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, we had you know first class Leaf and uh, Ron, second class. I still still keep in touch with them. Okay. Play uh, Steam games with them sometimes online. That's good, man. And and it, it's it's one of those things that um, I'm sure you guys it gives you that warm and fuzzy when you know that uh, it's made that to, made an impact on you and it's made an impact on other people. Absolutely. So, um, what kind of things do people look forward to if they're looking at getting involved? Um, imagination. Imagination. Yeah. Any, any, An escape. Any, okay. Is there any gonna any like uh, special? Do you ever do like special campaigns based on anything, or um, you know, like special events? Um, I just did a one-off. Um, well, explain what that is. So, normally we run, like I said, the module. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who is kind of running it, he went on vacation for a couple weeks, so I did two sessions. I had to make characters. We might finish it up tonight if we have time. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just a homebrew, just some story that I came up with. Uh, he's, he hit me up and said, hey, I'm not going to make it for the next two weeks. Do you, can, can you make something? And I, so I made a story. Okay. Uh had them make characters and 
played it sort of an impromptu, you know, one-off game. Okay. And you, you look like you had something that you were wanting to say. I was just going to uh, put in that for this improv that's going on, uh, I have a character currently that nearly killed the party last <laughs> game. Interesting. Well, you know, you always hear the story about the uh, the gazebo that killed the party. Uh, do you guys have any interesting stories? You, you guys know that story, right? No. Uh, I just told me a long time ago that there was a, a like, I guess a big tournament or a big, oh. big gathering in California. I think it was California yeah. where they had a party go up and the dungeon master was like, you see a gazebo. <laughs> and they said, well, can I throw a spear at it? And he's like, okay. And so he threw a spear and he's like, they're like, what happened? He goes, nothing. And they said, well, I'm going to shoot an arrow at it. And the guy's like, okay. So he shot an arrow at it. And he's like, he goes, you know what a gazebo is? And they're like, no. And he goes, okay, the gazebo comes up and it smashes all of you. And he ended the game. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, it was just one of those things where it was like, hey, you know. So have you guys anything interesting like that? Or? Um, most of my campaigns and in close calls, uh, I, I, they're pretty challenging. Uh, nothing, nothing super stand out. But we've had we've been close to party wipes before. Okay. So what happens with that? Um, normally I will notice that they're really struggling and I'll nerf the monsters on the fly. Okay. Yeah. Let's play the hand of God right there. Huh? Yeah. Okay. What about you? Let's hear. How did this happen? So, one instance that I can think of uh, is when we were going up against this uh, giant tree monster that he had had tremor sense yeah, yeah it had tremor sense so we couldn't get too close to it so what's tremor sense is that like vibrations kind of like, like vibrations through the earth sure 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 okay yeah it senses people through the vibrations okay so we couldn't get too close to it but i was a fighter at the time i had to be close to do damage mm. and unfortunately this tree could use spells and okay. if anybody, well, for those who don't know what Feeble Mind is, it drops your intelligence to like one. one. Yeah. And okay. I got Feeble Minded, so <laughs> it was. <laughs> there, it produced a poisonous cloud around it mm. to where it was constantly damaging me, but because my character was stupid, he thought, attack the thing that's hurting you. Okay. And he kept charging in when he was low on HP. Ah. Uh, it forced him into a conflict that he shouldn't have been in. So what happens when a character loses uh, everything? Well, they go into death saves. Okay. Um, it, it, D&D 5th edition is not as um, harsh or scary, I guess. Okay. Uh, a little more forgiving? A little, a little more forgiving, yeah. Uh, but you have three death saves, and if you if you then fail all three death saves, you die. Okay. So they just kind of hang out while everybody's going through a session? Right, right. Okay. Interesting. So how does it make you feel to be able to do this? Like, I mean, uh, was it a big undertaking to get this, get the buy-off on this? Uh, no, actually, my manager asked me to do it. Interesting. So how yeah. do, I mean, so how do you feel like that, that you, you get this opportunity? I mean, it's a good opportunity. Um, it's, like I said, we started it just once every two weeks, and there's demand for every week, and 
it's uh it's kind of cool to be to have it be my job sure uh, you know to to be paid to run D and D. Sounds like a dream job for somebody who's into it, right? Pretty nice. Yeah, I know. Well, I would love it as a job. Yeah. Well, how does it make you feel to be able to be a part of this, man? Uh, honestly, I feel great. Uh, I love playing the games. Uh, there's always something new going on. Always something interesting. Okay. Uh, sometimes it can be what the players do. Sometimes it can be what the monsters do. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. That's, I mean, it's cool. It's cool that you guys have been able to find that niche. Um, yeah. You know, and it's it's like I think I think uh, you know, for more of a macro perspective, uh, where you are, where you work, um, there seems to be kind of a all encompassing. Um, it seems like they seek out a lot to find out what sailors and and people who are here are interested in, so that they give people the avenue so they're not out doing trouble. Every, right. Every Absolutely. Night. So, I mean, like, what other kind of programs do you think are good? Uh, the good that uh, MWR is putting out there for sailors. Well, I mean, the single sailor as a whole is a good. You sure. know, um, everything is free. We host food. We um, we have a lot of like every day we have something going on pretty much. Yeah. Um, tours, not just us, but outdoor rec and ITT. For people to go and experience Japan, not just live in the haunch. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, have, you guys, have you guys, uh, just real quick on that, um, have you guys thought about reaching out to some of the um, Japanese side of the community? And maybe, uh, I know D&D, there's, there's definitely groups out here um, that might, you know, might, might do an exchange there are some uh, Facebook groups mm-hmm. that I that I follow, um, Japanese groups. Okay. Um, I don't know that Liberty Center would do anything. I could do something personally, sure. certainly. Well, I mean, and I guess, you know, what better than if you're in a foreign country interacting with the local residents right. um, who, in turn have a common interest and you know you know her whole goal here is to build the relationship with the host country yeah and so if you have that common interest you definitely uh i'm sure you have something right there that can help you know build those long-lasting relationships you know mm-hmm. so um i mean i think you know how do you i mean how do you feel mwr is doing keeping sailors uh occupied and, and keeping them you know what your name is you know um, I think they're doing a good job. I think they've been doing a good job. You know, I think we would have a lot more incidents than we do now. Um, I mean, we haven't had an actual incident seemingly in quite a while. Right. Um, but just providing, you know, the movies and the place to, you know, go and work out, stay fit, you know. Yeah. And I mean, physically fit, mentally fit. All the programs that they offer. Yeah, I think MWR is doing a good job of uh, giving giving sailors, you know, an, an additional option. Sure, sure. How do I, I mean, you're you're in the you're in the grind of it. What about you? How do you feel MWR's done? So, like you said, they provide lots of equipment for staying physically fit, uh, as well as like TV uh, games, uh, even. Uh, there's a little reading section in the back of Fleet Rec 
where you can sit there and read if you're into that. Okay. So it's a little something for everyone. Well, you know, I'm, I'm really glad you guys came out and, uh, you know, definitely uh, we will try to make, I mean, hopefully this will get out and more, more people will show their interest. I mean, how many different campaigns are you guys running at one time? Uh, uh, normally one at a time. Okay. Um, unless there's interest, then, like I said, if I have free time, I'm happy to run additional stuff. Okay. Um, I think there was, I want to say, uh, the the building over the library building. Yeah. I think they wanted to start a, a campaign that was more inclusive for everybody on okay. base. like Because, you know, we're just single sailor, right? right. Um, if, I guess if they were to contact me, maybe I can go run something over there. Yeah, I mean, it definitely would be helped to get get them off the ground with an expert, right? Yeah. So, well, I, you know, I really do thank you guys for coming out. And um, what can uh, what can people do to get in contact with you if they're interested? Um, well, you just stop by the Liberty Center. Okay. Um, and then again, I'm Joe at the front counter. Okay. Uh, old guy with a <laughs> big goatee. Okay. Uh, and then to stay in contact, we do have a, a group Discord. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I thank you both for coming out, and I'll go ahead and kill this interview, and, uh, you know, uh, I will definitely, uh, hope to see that, you know, there's more growth in, uh, in, in, in your D&D community here at CFA. Cool. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. The Giant Voice Podcast is a production of the Commander Fleet Activities Yokosuka Public Affairs Office. The views in the podcast do not necessarily reflect the policy of the Department of the Navy or the Department of Defense. Thank you for listening.